Hey everyone, welcome to Car Thoughts with David, episode 30. Can you believe it? 30 days of non-stop podcasting, and I haven't gotten any better. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. It is, as I always say, and I hope you guys never think that I'm just saying this just to say it. I'm saying it because I really mean it. If people were not listening to this podcast, um, I would not keep doing it. It's that simple. I'm not one of those people that's going to go beat my head against the wall and just keep doing it. If it doesn't work, um, I believe in the saying by Albert Einstein, you know, only a fool would, uh, you know, continue to do the same experiment over and over again and expect a different result. So I am not a fool. So you guys are listening. You guys are following me on Twitter at Car Thoughts Dave. You're liking my Facebook page. I've gotten my first uh, donation to my to my uh, podcast here on Anchor. And I know in the last episode I said I didn't know who it was, which was true because the email I received said you have a new anonymous donation to your podcast. Uh, when I went and looked on the website, because I can't access any of that from work, when I went and looked at the website, it said it was my good friend that I've known for many years, Tariq Ruffin. And I really appreciate it, brother. You have no idea how much this means to me. So if anyone else out there finds value in what I'm doing, um, you can um, support me via Anchor directly. Um, however, I'm also going to set up a Patreon account and link it to uh, the Facebook and Twitter site as well, uh, so that you have that option as well, because more people are familiar with Patreon, and I know, especially with all the, the security issues on the internet these days, you know, some people are not necessarily overly happy about putting their credit card on a bunch of different sites, so I totally get that, and so I will get that set up. Um, but anyway, uh, I've got my first featured podcast, uh, my first podcast that I'm going to be talking about someone else's thoughts in a way. Well, they're my thoughts, but they're from someone else. Um, my wife, who was curious, she was like, why don't, you know, she wanted to know what all my podcast was about because she's never listened to it before. Um, she's in the middle of listening to Small Town Murders. And so, you know, which is a fantastic podcast and I love listening to it myself. But she's in the middle of trying to get caught up on that. So I totally understand she hasn't started listening to mine yet. Uh, but she said, you know, since you talk about business and entrepreneurship and all of this stuff, you should talk about what I'm doing and talk about coffee shops. She is, um, uh, she's got a blog. It's therealcoffeehunter.wordpress.com. And she's also on Instagram, charlie2112. And no one can spell this, so I'll go ahead and spell it out for you. It's S-H-A-R-L-E-Y-2112. Because if you haven't figured out from the number, she's a huge fan of Rush. So if anyone from Rush, any of the three of you guys listening, uh, listen to my podcast, you know, follow my wife on Twitter. Uh, she would be, to or I mean on Instagram, she would be totally stoked. <laughs> um, but anyway, so she is going around blogging about coffee places. She always, that's the first thing she does when we go anywhere on earth that we travel. She has to find coffee places, you know, local the little nooks and crannies and places where only people that are from there would know about. That's her thing. So I told her, why not start a blog? 
tell your stories. You always have these interesting stories when you're describing these coffee shops to people whenever we get back. Write it down. You're a fantastic writer. Write it down. So, that is what she started doing. So, what she wanted me to talk about is the um, the change in coffee shops and how craft coffee shops are kind of taking over. Sort of like, you know, you used to have just regular bars that served the normal, you know, Budweiser, uh, Michelob, uh, Colt 45, whatever. I don't know anything about beer. I'm a wine and, and liquor person myself, so, um, you know, I don't know a lot about beer. But, you know, there's a lot of breweries, local breweries that are serving local uh, craft-made beers popping up all over the place, and they're getting really, really popular. And the same thing's happening in the coffee industry. You know, at first, all you had was Starbucks. Or, if you were unlucky enough, you had Starbucks's ugly stepsister, um, Seattle's Best. And um, I apologize, but I have had both Starbucks and I have had both Seattle's Best. And I've had them in Seattle, and I would never set foot in a Seattle's Best again for as long as I live. Um, So... I'm sorry, I understand, you know, but it's it's not for me. Anyway, so, but now there's this huge upsurge in craft coffee shops, local coffee shops. They're just popping up everywhere. My wife showed me a list of all the coffee shops in, um, in and around Mecklenburg County, and there's like 50 coffee shops that I've never even heard of, and I grew up here. <laughs> You know, not to mention, she's got a bunch that she wants to go back to um, and, um, you know, try again and, or go back to and, and do articles about each one. You know, that's what she wants to do. She wants to blog about coffee shops and tell her stories about these places. Um, you know, so that's been kind of her thing. So, at any rate... Um, her question was, and what she was thinking about was, is Starbucks in trouble? And in a way, I think honestly that they are. Um, they've gotten so big and, um, you know, they're starting to get into the news for the wrong types of reasons recently. Um, and, you know, granted, I mean, there'll probably always be Starbucks around. But, of course, you know, I could have also said about 10 years ago, Toys R Us will probably still always be around, or Circuit City, or Mattress Firm. And Mattress Firm hasn't went out of business, folks. I'm not telling you any kind of insider knowledge or anything that I have. But they're filing, or they're looking at filing for bankruptcy. And what usually happens when you file for bankruptcy uh, you pretty much are on the doorsteps of going out of business. And see, the thing with Mattress Firm is, is there are so many mattress shops out there, no one gives a crap about one of them disappearing. There's too many of them, not to mention there's all these upstarts. Sort of like with the coffee industry, there's all these upstarts like Casper and Purple Mattress or whatever it's called that are in there stealing everybody's thunder because you go to a Mattress Firm and spend... $1,400 on a mattress, well, why would you do that when you can get a mattress that's just as good for two or $300 and it comes shipped to you in a little box and you just fold it out and it just, you know, it just pops right into shape and you've got this comfortable memory foam-ish, whatever, they make it out of mattress. Um, you know, I personally have never shopped at a mattress firm because 
I believed in a much higher quality mattress anyway, and I shopped at, uh, it's going to sound like a freaking commercial with all these companies I'm naming, <laughs> uh, I shopped at the original mattress company because they had things that places like Mattress Firm didn't have in their mattresses, in their big box mattresses, like individual coils, where that way if one spring breaks, you haven't damaged the entire mattress because they can just open it up, take out that spring, put that spring, the other spring back instead of it being one continuous piece of metal. Um, wired into multiple springs, kind of like, you know, a coil on an, on an oven. So, you know, I kind of liked that better, and I got a better deal on it anyway. So, you know, it was all, all to the good. And, of course, if I ever have to replace this mattress, which that whole myth about if your mattress is eight years old, yeah, if you treat your mattress like crap, yes, it, that's probably true. But I've got those, you know, sweat filter things on my mattress to keep, you know, all the sweat out and keep it just in the sheet. So, and I replace my sheets every six to eight months. Um, you know, I just chuck them out, get new ones. Um, you know, I mean, I wash them, obviously, but after about six or eight months when they start getting, you know, kind of ratty looking, I get rid of them. You know, so I take really good care of my mattress because, I mean, I've got to sleep there, right? <laughs> and that's the one most important thing to me in my life is, you know, having a roof over my head and having a comfortable mattress to sleep on uh, so that I can operate at optimal performance and keep doing what I do every day. So, you know, that's something important. We spend, you know, nearly, you know, 20 years of our life asleep so why not make it worthwhile, you know? But anyway, I digress. So, um, with all this being said, you know, there's a lot of changes on the horizon. And Starbucks is really going to have to pick up their game. So if anybody from Starbucks that's important is listening to this, you know, just food for thought. You know, there's a lot of companies out there making this really awesome coffee. A lot of small businesses, they're doing this. And if you guys really want to survive... Because I can see a world without Starbucks, just like, you know, we now see a world without Toys R Us. Um, they're coming in and they're changing the game. I mean, I had one of the most phenomenal coffees I've ever had in my life at a local coffee shop uh, just last week. I mean, it was the best iced mocha coffee I've ever had. And it was it was served in a, in a tall glass with with ice cubes and it was just so refreshing and it wasn't overly sweet it wasn't overly mocha you know it was just right I didn't have to order it special I just said I want to ice mocha they made it and I was in coffee nirvana and um, you know with, with Starbucks you know you've got you've got to kind of tweak stuff sometimes because some of their drinks are just way too sweet or way too like just like you know they just make your mouth feel weird after you drink them because there's so many, um, you know, so many different uh, ingredients in them. You kind of got to tone that back a little bit so you don't feel like you're cheating on your dentist. And anyone who's been to Starbucks, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, and, uh, you know, you've got to, I mean, granted, you know, this whole pumpkin spice craze with the lattes you know, that'll eventually phase out where people won't care as much. It still blows my mind that people like pumpkin spice lattes 
uh, and, and look forward to it every year. And that's like, oh, thank goodness it's finally October. I can go to Starbucks. It's like, why? <laughs> it's just coffee. You can go year-round and get coffee. But anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, I could. it's something that it's not super likely unless Starbucks evolves. And granted, Starbucks kind of paved the way for this because uh, people started realizing how much people actually would pay for coffee. And that's the other thing about Starbucks is they're just so dang expensive, you know. And the base coffee itself is pretty crappy. Um, I would never order just a straight coffee from Starbucks. And God bless the people who can drink that stuff. But I'm sorry, I can't just drink something because I need something to drink. <laughs> you can call me a coffee snob if you want, but it's really not that. I would not drink something that disgusting. Um, you know, so that's why I have to put all those other chemicals and, and flavors and all that other nonsense in it to make it palatable. <laughs> but the only reason I drink Starbucks is because it's convenient. But really, in Charlotte, that's not the case anymore. I mean, there are four or five coffee shops within where I work that are way closer to Starbucks and way closer than Starbucks, and they're cheaper, and they have better coffee. I mean, when I can go into a coffee shop and buy a straight coffee, and I don't need cream or sugar, I can just drink it black. That's when you know you've got good coffee. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm kind of a purist in that way. When it comes to, to drinks or food, you know... Um, my wife likes watching a lot of cooking shows. So, you know, I hear like people like Tyler Florence and Amber saying, you know, or Robert Irvine saying like, oh, you know, when the, the steak comes out to the table, you shouldn't need to add anything to it. You shouldn't need steak sauce. You shouldn't need any salt. It should be perfect. There should be no need for adding anything to it by the person unless they're just eccentric in the way or particular in the way that they like their food. Beyond that, there should never be a point where you need seasoning because it should be perfect um and i'm that way with coffee when i get a straight black cup of coffee if if i know it's from a region where i like the beans i should be able to drink that down and absolutely love it i mean one of my favorite things was when i was in austin texas there's this little tiny coffee shop down there uh, or they serve coffee in the morning it's a little tiny mexican restaurant um, and they do coffee and wraps and all kinds of stuff like that for breakfast. And if you, anybody's listening in Austin, you'll probably know where this place is. It's downtown. Um, it's a little tiny spot on the corner. And the way you'll know what it is, because I can't for the life of me remember the name right now, but the way you'll know what re uh, coffee shop and restaurant it is, is because they always have, they have a little uh, billboard sign, you know, where they, you, know, you put the letters on like at churches and stuff. And they always have the funniest sayings on them. Um, so when I was working down there, um, it was right across the street, catty cornered from the building I worked in, and everyone was, everyone would just leave at like seven in the morning. They would get to their office, they'd work for a little while, and then they'd just all start walking out. And I finally asked them, I said, where are you guys going? And they're like, oh, we're going to get coffee. You need to come with us. You know, you've, this is a treat. You've never, you, you're new here. You're just filling in for Garrett you need to come with us and get some, some of this coffee. This stuff is great. You just drink it black. This is awesome. And so, um, and I, uh, you know, I went down there, got a cup, drank it, and oh my gosh, it was so awesome. It was a little bit on the acidic side, but, you know, it was still 
very delicious and I had some donuts I'd picked up from like Krispy Kreme and I had I had a Krispy Kreme donut or not Krispy Kreme maybe it was Dunkin Donuts but anyway I had a donut the point the important point was I had a donut and drank this coffee and it was just phenomenal and this black it looked like motor oil used motor oil in the cup and it tasted like heaven <laughs> But, uh, and I'm not even that much of a coffee fiend. I'm certainly not like my wife. My wife literally gets up out of bed, and the very first thing she does is puts on the coffee. Uh, we have a single cup coffee maker, and she puts it on, makes herself a cup of coffee, uh, goes, um, you know, goes and, and whatever. But the very first thing she does is puts on the coffee goes use the bathroom whatever brush her teeth stuff like that comes back drinks her coffee and then like for instance this morning oh i want to go to this coffee shop so as soon as i finish my cup of coffee i need we're going to this coffee shop because you've not been there yet so she had a cup of coffee as and then chased it with another well she actually ended up ordering two coffees and an affogato which if you don't know what that is that's ice cream with with uh milk or whatever right or something like that she ended up getting coffee ice cream or i mean it's ice cream with coffee sorry i don't know where my mind went there it's ice cream with coffee so it's like a root beer float but with with coffee instead so she got coffee flavored ice cream with coffee a another coffee on top of it and then before we left she got a coffee to go so when I dropped her off at work, she didn't have to go to Starbucks to get coffee. And, you know, so she drinks somewhere in the neighborhood of probably 8 to 10 cups of coffee a day. And it's not because she needs energy. My wife is super, super energetic. Um, it's simply because she loves coffee that much. That's like her beverage. For me, my, my um, drink of choice that I drink a lot is Pepsi. I love Pepsi. I think it's the best. Um, I do like Coca-Cola, but it has to be on tap or in a glass bottle. Those are the only two ways I like it. If it and by on tap, I mean fountain drink. If it's out of a can, it is just way too syrupy for me and too thick, and I just really don't like it that way. But Pepsi, I can drink it any way you serve it to me. I'm going to like it. So my wife's that way with coffee. So, in essence, uh, the moral of the story is, is if you're planning on opening a coffee shop, um, definitely go for it. That's a big thing right now. People are really wanting those custom niche places. As a matter of fact, while we were at the coffee shop, a lady was talking to the owner of the coffee shop who happened to be there, who my wife actually knows now because she's been there so many times, um, because they just opened. As a matter of fact, today was their, or well... Let me wind back. Saturday was actually their first official day, their first official day of soft opening. So um, the lady comes in and she's like, oh, I'm so glad you guys opened because the only choice around here is Starbucks for coffee. And there's not really any coffee shops in this area because we're in Concord, which is a little bit north of Charlotte. And, of course, you probably know where Concord is because it's where Charlotte Motor Speedway is. So there, there you have that thing. So there's really not a lot of coffee options. There's two Starbucks. And that's really about it, unless you want to go to a restaurant. So she's super excited about this. The owner turns to my wife and says, you know what? 
this lady here, she's actually, she was the first person to come in here and buy coffee from us as soon as we opened. She was actually our first customer, and she's a coffee blogger. So the lady who's like, oh, goodness, and she starts talking to my wife, and she's like, oh, are you on Instagram and all this? And so they started talking. Um, but, you know, so, and, and one other thing that's really big that we've noticed a trend on is coffee slash bars, um, which is really cool for my wife because most of her uh, co-workers and friends that she hangs out with, well, not really co-workers, but co-workers from other buildings because she can't really hang out with the people that she that work for her, obviously conflict of interest and all that, but other managers from other theaters that she works at, um, she hangs out with, a lot of them are primarily beer drinkers and they like IPAs and craft beers and all that kind of stuff. You know, they're not the you know, slam a Michelo type person. They're the, ooh, you know, I want to, tr I want to try this one because it has this fruity flavor or whatever, you know. I, like I said, I, I know nothing about beer, so I apologize for my lack of knowledge. Um, but that's one thing that's also big. We've actually got a couple of them in here in Charlotte and they are just, they're great. They're beautiful locations. They have fantastic coffee. As a matter of fact, that one place that I said, um, which is Queen City Grounds, um, where I had like the best iced mocha I've ever had was a place that also has a bar. So it was really cool. Um, really, really liked it. And, um, like I said, they have a bar there. So if my wife wants to go with any of her co-managers at other theaters, she can go with them. They can have their beer. She can have her coffee and they can go hang out and have a good time. And then, of course, she can drive them all home because she's the only one who's, <laughs> you know, she'll be the designated driver because she doesn't drink much alcohol at all. Like myself, I don't drink much, but when I do, it's not beer. So, um, at any rate. So, yeah. So, do I see eventually Starbucks running out and becoming oversaturated? Yes, because that's usually what happens. I mean, if you're old enough to remember Eckerd, you know, Eckerd had a huge buildup, and they built thousands of stores. And then all of a sudden, they started getting into trouble, and they got bought out. You know, and now there's Rite Aids and CVSs in all of those locations that used to be Eckerd's. Um, and then, of course, there's a few of them that are actually like Dollar General stores now. But anyway, anytime you have a massive expansion in business, you reach that point of oversaturation. And this is actually something that Alan Gannett covered in his book, The Creative Curve, is you reach that point of oversaturation where people are just like, eh, there's one on every corner, seriously. Uh, I, I don't want to go to someplace that big. I'd rather support the little guy. And that's what's really important, you know, and that's one thing that I've always tried to do. I'd rather go to a small business and support them. I'd rather go to a medium business and support them than go to a big, a big store. I do shop at Target for my groceries, but that's just because they're close. I refuse to set foot in Walmart unless they are absolutely the only choice available to me. Like, for instance, they were one of the few places I could find the motor oil for my car which turned out to be wrong, and I had to end up returning it because it was a uh, large semi and industrial, like, bulldozer-grade version of my Motorola because my car takes 5W40, so I ended up returning that and going to O'Reilly. Um, but anyway, that was the only time I've set foot in a Walmart in years, and it turned out I had to go return what I'd purchased. So, 
all in all, you know, I'd rather go to smaller stores, mom and pop stores. Um, and so, and then the same with coffee shops, restaurants, you know, I'll go to a smaller location or a independent place before I'll go to a larger place. So do I see Starbucks possibly going away? Yeah, sure. Cause you've got places, I mean like McDonald's coffee, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I like those just as well. And actually McDonald's coffee, I love McDonald's coffee. It's really good. Um, I get their their iced uh, or their frappuccinos. They're phenomenal. So, you know, we could reach that saturation point. And if Starbucks doesn't start thinking of a game plan, that could certainly cause problems for them. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not going to say it's going to happen in 20 years. But could it happen? Certainly. So I hope that satisfies my wife's question when she finally gets around to listening to this. And I am at a pizza place ordering a pizza right now, which for those of you who know me, you're probably sitting there laughing right now. So with that, I'm going to say have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you again, Tariq. It means the world to me that you supported me. And Car Thoughts out. Hey, everybody. David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just wanted to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book, because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them, and that's all well and good, but sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So, I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle Publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50. So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can you know, keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So... By all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you, guys. And I could not do any of this without your support. So when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.